Hey everyone, it's the Product Experience. Welcome to another week with us. I'm Randy Silver. It's World Product Day on the 15th of May. It's a time when more than 90 cities around the globe get together to celebrate product tanks, hold them all on the same day, and sometimes overlap with each other. And to celebrate it and to talk about the evolution of Product Tank over the years, we decided to get Martin Erickson, who's the founder of Mind the Product and Product Tank, and Emily Tate, the U.S. General Manager and the organizer of Product Tank in Dallas, together with Goli and I to have a chat. We had massive technical difficulties. Martin and Emily sounded great. Lily and I completely failed. So you're going to hear a spliced together version of the conversation today. They still sound fabulous. There's a lot of great stuff in there. And of course, if we're going to have technical difficulties, it's going to be the week the boss comes on. Martin, Emily, thank you so much for coming on the Product Experience Podcast. It's so good to have you. So Martin, you're the man behind Product Tank. Tell me, how did it all start happening? Well, it started really simply because I was a a VP of product at a startup in London. And uh, as anyone on the podcast knows, product management can be a bit of a lonely job. Even if you're in a bigger organization, you're outnumbered by the engineers and designers and they tend to gang up on you and you don't have anyone to talk to about the specific challenges of, of building great product. But that's even more true in a startup. And I had absolutely no one to talk to about it in the company. So I figured I should start a meetup and see if I could meet some other product people and share war stories and learn from them and maybe have a bit of a therapy session along the way. And so we started Product Tank in March 2010 uh, in London. And our first meetup was in May in the seedy back room of a bar off Leicester Square, a horribly touristy part of London, if anyone knows it. And it's kind of been an amazing journey ever since. I think we had 25 people that first day, that first meetup, uh, and then we are now in 180 cities around the world, which is kind of insane. Emily, you're now the U.S. General Manager for Mind the Product. But before that, you were, and you still are, the organizer for Product Tank in Dallas. How did you get involved? Yeah, so I started the Dallas Product Tank in 2015. Um, I discovered the Mind the Product Conference kind of by accident in 2013 and went to a conference in it with a room of, at that time, I think it was maybe 600 product managers in the same room. And then the next year it was a thousand um, and realized the value of having people who understood the challenges that I had, people who understood the level of crazy that I am, um, who could kind of commiserate with me and and uh, work through the same problems. Uh, I'm the opposite of Martin. I've spent most of my career in big enterprise organizations. And even though you have other product managers around, you're still vastly outnumbered by everyone else who's telling you that you're doing things wrong or that you don't know what the right prioritization is. Or um, in just having that group of people to be able to talk to and share with and learn from was really important. And we didn't have that in Dallas. So um, looking around, we had UX communities, we had developer communities, but nothing for product managers. So got in touch with uh, the Mind the Product team and said, hey, how can we start this in Dallas? And I think we were maybe city number 30 in the journey. Martin, how did the community grow beyond London? So the second city, I think, is basically a tie between Amsterdam and Manchester. And what happened was that those organizers came to Product Tank in London, and uh, they'd actually both been living in London at the time, came to Product Tank quite a few times. And when they decided to move back home, they were 
very keen to kind of bring that with them and bring that community with them and approached us to see if we could help them start something similar there. And it had never been our intention to kind of necessarily grow outside London, but because those two people kind of asked, we figured out that we would love to help them and um, just started going from there. And I think within a year and a half, we were in 10 cities or something like that. Within two years, the kind of 30 cities were uh, Emily and Dallas joined and it's just kind of taken on its own life since then. Why is it kept going? What makes this community special? I think it's definitely, there's obviously a latent need for it. We uh, product managers are, we're obviously not the only ones who feel alone. Uh, so as more and more product people uh, join the community, they realize the value of being able to come together and learn from each other. I think there's obviously also been a trend in the tech industry in general towards more focus on the craft of product management and the value and need uh, for product managers in both startups and larger tech organizations. So as a job role and a function, it's definitely grown uh, and product tech kind of came along at the, the right time to be part of that journey. What kind of impact have you seen Product Tank have on the, the product management community? For me in Dallas, it's been um, just kind of bringing together this community. And when we started, uh, I think our first meetup, we had maybe 18 people show up. And I'm pretty sure that 15 of those 18 were associated with our organizing team in some way. Um, so either our teammates or family and friends, people we could convince to come along. Um, and now we've grown and we get between kind of 40 and 70 people a month. Um, and I'll actually have people emailing me or pinging me if we don't have something scheduled saying, when is the next one? Um, and that's been a really exciting level of growth to see that this has been something that people want and that people are excited about being a part of. Um, so I think it's, it's grown just in terms of the network and expanding how, you know, where people are finding us from, um, as well as the people that we're getting to speak. Like Martin said, we started off begging our friends to come speak. And now we're starting to get people reaching out. Um, I definitely love more of that because we do want to highlight different voices. We definitely want um, to hear different stories, but uh, just kind of getting to that stable spot has been really cool. And who comes out? Is it just product managers or is it other people as well? No, absolutely. I think the, the meetups, especially, I think it's, it's very diverse. Um, where we have better data is at the conferences where we see that there's about 70% of the attendees at the, the conferences in London, San Francisco and Singapore have kind of product titles. About 20% have UX titles and then kind of the rest are founders or CTOs that are kind of interested in products. And it's always been our vision, I believe, that, um, product isn't just about the product manager it is about it you know it's a team effort it's a team sport and it's something where we all have to work together so the more that we can get our friends in ux and the business side to kind of get involved in that discussion and be part of those conversations the better for all of us and so we do try actually to talk about product people at minor product um it doesn't really help for seo reasons because nobody necessarily identifies as that and searches for that so we do use it interchangeably with product managers sometimes but it is really about trying to bring everyone together to that conversation about how we build better products. So what makes a good topic for a product tank talk? At Martin London has been going for almost 10 years now with 10 to 12 meetups a year. Haven't you run out of topics yet? I don't think we're ever going to run out of topics for products. And there's always the evergreen topics that we always have to talk about around managing stakeholders and prioritization and, and the things that we'll 
probably always be a challenge and a, and a difficult uh, area for product people. But I think what's changed for London, obviously, is just the sheer scale of it. I think the first three or four meetups, uh, we ran purely from my network uh, in terms of finding speakers. And then as the community kind of took on a life of its own, we got help to find more and more speakers. And now we run a curation model in London where a curator kind of decides that they want to have a meetup around a specific topic and help assign the speakers for that. And I think that's the way that we've been able to keep it uh, fresh and keep new voices coming up, which has kind of become part of our mission now as well of just um, raising up new voices and letting other people share their stories so that it's not just the kind of the famous names going around the speaker circuit. I think there's also an element of um, a lot of attendees that I talk to think they don't have anything to talk about or think that they that everything they have to say has been said before. Um, and where I really try to encourage people is saying, even if it's been talked about before, no one's heard your perspective on it and no one's heard your example. And that may be the example that makes a concept click in somebody's mind or give them enough body of examples to take to their boss and say, hey, look, here's a different way we could be doing things. Um, and everyone who's been doing this job for more than a couple months has something that they're passionate about talking about or has something that they have tried and, and feel like they know about. And so you don't have to be a main stage level speaker or feel like you're the expert on a topic, just having any experience at all um, gives you something to offer to the community. And I think that you'll find just getting up there and, and even posing a question. We actually had a great lightning talk recently where the speaker stood up and just started talking about OKRs, but more from the perspective of my team has been trying this and I don't have an answer yet. And so like just opening that up more as a conversation topic and what has been, what they've tried and what has worked, hasn't worked, um, then kind of opened up some other conversations in the room about the topic of OKR. So you don't even have to have all the answers. Having the right questions to pose to the room is, is valuable. So tell us how Product Tank has changed over the years. What are some of the interesting formats and approaches you've seen? Yeah, no, I think we've definitely seen that at the, in London, but also on the global level, right? That product management is more understood and we spend a lot less time talking about what it is. Um, and even actually, I think in the early days, there was a lot more talk around focused on delivery, which, you know, was, has always been a bugbear for product. And one of the things that we probably have focused in on too much as an industry over the last 10 years. And now we're having much more conversations around product discovery and like, should we even build these things or how do we make sure we're building the right things? And so I think the conversation has moved on. Uh, and I think that's incredibly exciting that we can kind of stop talking about some of the basics, even though we have to come back to some of those evergreen topics every once in a while. But we can we can move on the conversation and we can further the craft to talk about bigger and meatier topics now. What does it take to make a good speaker? We should give it a try. I think for Product Tank, what I really love to see and what's almost easiest for someone who's getting started to talk about is just to come and share a story from their job, right? So... Something where something they've tried and whether it worked or not, you know, some of the best stories are actually where somebody's tried something, they and their team ran headfirst into a brick wall, it failed miserably, and kind of what they learned from that. And I think that sense of honesty is something you can only have in a community and, and at a product tank where it's not being recorded, it's not on an international stage, you're surrounded by kind of peers in a, in a local environment, and you can and you can share that story. And I think it's it's a really helpful thing for everyone else in the room, but also a really helpful thing for that person to kind of be able to process 
what they actually learned from that experience and what the team has done to to move on from that and and kind of change the way that they work. So uh, that's the kind of talk I love seeing. What are some of the most interesting formats and approaches you've seen? Tell us about how Product Tank has changed over the years. So I think my favorite format, and I wish I could remember what city started it. Um, so apologies if you're listening and it was you. Uh, shout out on Twitter and let us know. Um, one city kind of took the product therapy concept to the next level, and they literally brought a couch up to the front of the room and had people in the room come and lay on the couch and tell their product problem. And then they got the room to help solve the problem, to kind of bounce ideas off of, and literally had product therapy sessions. Um, and we talk a lot about meetups being product therapy kind of jokingly. Um, so kind of doing that literally was, was really fun. Um, so obviously panels are really great because you get a lot of different perspectives. It also feels like a lower barrier to entry for people who might be nervous about speaking or feeling like they don't have anything they can like prepare a talk on. Um, and then we've seen everything from lean coffee styles to just roundtable discussions to some hands-on workshops. Um, but, you know, I think, honestly, I, I really do love the classic two to three speakers on a topic with a panel Q&A at the end. Um, I think it allows for a few different perspectives in a, a better level of depth than some of the other formats can provide. Well, I think it's one reason we started World Product Day, right, was to kind of uh, add another layer to the conversation so that I think as those local communities and local product tanks have grown up, it's it's hugely valuable at the local level and you realize you're not alone. Um, but the more that we can connect those communities with each other, the more you can find people who might be in exactly the same industry as you are or facing exactly the same problem you are and, and actually have that conversation that might help you move forward or uh, move your company forward. So I think that's where we were really excited last year to launch World Product Day and try to kind of bring together those communities and show that it's not just a local community, it's a, a global community. Um, and some of the most exciting things we saw last year, I think, was as we saw regions start talking to each other. So, um, you know, meetups in the same country or meetups in the same time zone, at least kind of being able to cross those barriers and, and have the conversation with each other as well. So I think that's one of the things that we, we do. Um, obviously, I think the conversation exists at a lot of different levels. So that's why we also have um, you know, the blog, if people don't want to get up and speak and they can share their conversation that way or share their story that way. Uh, the Slack community has over 20,000 people now, which is kind of insane. Uh, and it's a great way to engage with people and find those conversations as well. And I think it's a constantly evolving thing. I think as product managers ourselves, we're, we're obviously always trying to figure out like, what are the best ways to serve this community? And, um, our mission we've recently re-articulated as making product people more successful by coming together to further our crafts. And I think that leaves a lot of room open to, to try various different ideas. And so um, we've been experimenting with different formats. Uh, obviously you and Randy hosted an amazing panel discussion uh, just before Christmas in London last year. Uh, and I think a lot of the cities around the world are experimenting with various formats, especially where it might be hard to find three product people who want to get up and, and do a talk. And have you found anyone speaking at a product tank that you then kind of migrated to the larger mind the product stage? Yeah, I think we've had somebody basically every year, if not every conference. So some good example are Dave Washer here in London, who's now been on the big mind the product stage at least three times. Rick Hyam, who spoke in London last year. Lisa Long, who spoke in London two years ago. And it's believe is coming up on the podcast soon. 
Um, so we have, uh, we, we do like to try to find new voices through Product Inc. You had Emily Weber speak last year at Mind the Product London, talking about building communities. Did you see her at a Product Tank? How does her approach align with what Product Tank does? What kind of impact have you seen Product Tank have on the community? Uh, no, so she hadn't actually spoken at a Product Tank, but I saw her speaking at another event uh, specifically around communities of practice. And she'd obviously just published her book about communities of practice. And I think it was just a fantastic fit for for what we talk about. And I think when... When she talks about communities of practice, she focuses a lot about building them internally in, in bigger organizations and, and kind of encouraging that community internally. But obviously, it's also just as relevant for the cross-company external communities like ours. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I've taken from Emily and the concept of communities of practice is just how important they are. Um, she focuses a lot, uh, at least in her MTPCon talk, on kind of building these internal communities of practice within a company, which I think are really valuable, but then it's also building on that external community of practice. Um, And I think what Product Tank does is provide a nice balance because while an internal community of practice can be great, um, you know, and you see this a lot, particularly in big companies where it's like, oh, well, we have a product management working group or a product lunch where we, you know, talk to each other about things that can kind of become an echo chamber if it's not, if you're not careful and everyone's looking inside the four walls of this big company and saying, we think we're doing great. We are learning. We are taking time to practice our craft, but it's all hearing from each other. Um, and getting outside of the four walls of these big companies and adding in things like product tank or like mind the product conferences or other areas of learning, um, can really supplement those internal communities, uh, to make sure that you're getting best practices from elsewhere. In Bristol, we had this brilliant story where a couple of our um, regular attendees actually got together. So potentially we might have our first product tank wedding at some point. I won't name them on here. That would just embarrass them. No, I think we've, I mean, you've definitely seen, there's also the personal side, right? I think we've definitely seen lots of friends come out of it, lots of, you know, smaller communities. And I think to your earlier point, Lily, about kind of how, different formats come to be i think there's definitely something to be said for the people who kind of come together product tank but then maybe break out and have you know a smaller lunch for people specifically in uh you know one industry or whatever together um to kind of share their own thoughts in a a smaller audience in between product tanks and we see a lot of those things happening kind of emergent behavior that comes out of the community as they they find ways to connect with each other and and uh share their stories in between product tanks as well what comes next where do you see it all going from here so I think the focus for us has shifted from from kind of quantity to quality. While we never aim to grow as fast as we did, we've we've always just been growing organically and following the community where where it's gone and and where there's been demand for a meetup. Uh, we're even more focused now on just helping each of those cities have a better experience and have a better community. Um, we've hired a, a few product tank organizers to step up and help be coordinators uh, across the various regions. We're trying to do more and more through our website to help build those connections. And obviously World Product Day coming up is one of the big ways that we're trying to make those connections happen between communities as well. So I think it's, again, we are product managers. We love experimenting and we love figuring out what's going to actually solve the problem. So it's a constantly evolving space and something that has been very much shaped by emergent behavior and kind of the the demand from our audience rather than any kind of specific world domination goal or anything like that. But even, you know, saying we're not focused on growth, we still are growing. So at this point last year, I think we had 145 
product tank cities, and now we're at 180. So in in just a year, it's it we forget it at times, but it's still uh, growing pretty quickly. And I think that just speaks to the demand in the community for this type of meetup. And what effect has being part of this community had on you? What have you learned? Well, it got me my job today, so that's pretty cool. Um, so, really, it's it. I I say that you know mostly jokingly, but um, it has been the connections that I've made even outside of my own community. So through Product Tank, I um, have made a lot of friends around the world, and then that has turned into some interesting opportunities, um, not only in in job perspectives, but, um, just in helping other people and having great discussions and, um, some really fun dinners and different things. So connection. I've been lucky enough to get around to more product tanks than most probably. Uh, although it'll be a long, long while before I actually get to all of them. But I think what's always struck me and and what gets me excited every single time is just how much of a shared experience it is and how much we are all in the same boat and facing the same challenges, whether we're in, a small city uh, or big city if we're in San Francisco or if we're in Singapore, uh, if we're in, you know, uh, a much smaller market or a large market, it doesn't really matter. Product is the same challenge. We're all trying to figure out uh, what we're doing and, and how to make it work. We're all figuring it out as we go. And I think being able to come together as a community and, and realize that is actually hugely powerful. And I think just 10 years ago, there was kind of this fallacy of everything in San Francisco and Silicon Valley is amazing and all those companies know what they're doing and we just have to emulate them. And I think we're realizing more and more through the community that everywhere has its own challenges uh, and everywhere is trying to figure out how to overcome those challenges. So there are just as amazing stories coming out of Singapore and Wellington and Curitiba as there are out of San Francisco and London. And I think that's something really amazing. I actually have a, uh, a new friend that I've met through Product Tank that now we've kind of started a, uh, a bit of a mentor-mentee relationship with, um, that completely different industry, completely different company. I never would have crossed paths with him if it hadn't been for something like Product Tank. And um, I think that that's really valuable to kind of build these relationships outside of your own company. Thank you so much, Martin and Emily. It was really great talking to you today, and we hope you'll come back soon. Anytime. Thanks so much. Would love to. We'd love to know what you think. Please tweet us at MTP pod. The product experience is part of the mind, the product network. Check out your local product tank today. Find it at mindtheproduct.com slash product tank. And here's global product tank manager, Mark Abraham to tell us more about what product tank is. Product Tank is a global community of meetups in over 155 cities across the world, driven by and for product managers. Whether you have a group discussion or you're listening to speakers, the whole idea is to create a safe environment for product people to come together and to share their learnings and tips. Have you seen a great talk? Nominate a future guest on the podcast channel on the Mind the Product Slack. You can find that at mindtheproduct.slack.com. If you want to learn more about product management, take a look at mindtheproduct.com slash training to see what courses are on near you. Emily Tate is our executive producer. Our theme music comes from the German band POW, featuring Arnie Kittler of Product Tank Hamburg. And that's goodbye from Randy and Lily. See you next time.